Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. We are back for episode number 62. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. Yes, and we've been playing loads and loads of games this week, which we want to come on to in a minute. Before we do that, though, remember, if you want to support us, uh, there's a few ways you can do that. You can do that by simply downloading and listening to the episode and subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. That is a huge, huge thing and probably the first and most important thing that you can do for us. The second thing, uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and give us a five stars as well, please. Thank you. Uh, We're at 52 five stars right now. We actually got to number four in the uh, UK video games Apple charts uh, just a couple of months ago. We were at number seven earlier this week as well, or earlier uh, this month, I should say, as well, which is great. And I know there's a weird algorithm, Al, that they sort of take in reviews and they take in um, listens, listens and all these and downloads and all kinds of random stuff. But yeah, it all came together quite nicely and we got bumped up to number seven, which is fantastic. But certainly leaving reviews is a huge big part of that because I think it seems to be quite heavily weighted in their algorithm. So reviews are greatly appreciated. Yeah, indeed. And some of those reviews are just, oh, <laughs> the feels, they're, some of them are just so nice. <laughs> some of them, some no, them touch you right here in the heart. Others of them um, just make me laugh so much that I pretty much, I'm not going to say I'm wetting myself, but I'm really enjoying them. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're all well written. But, you know, it doesn't matter. You can just leave us a, a five stars. Even that is just amazing. So we really do appreciate that. Another way as well is if you want to go that step further, you can join us as a NES or SNES Patreon supporter. Uh, lots of bonuses with those, including for everybody the chance to listen live as we record this episode. And as of today, our first time as well, we're actually streaming it with our faces for our Patreon supporters, which is a whole different... Uh, everyone's striking a pose right now uh, thing as well yes Uh, thanks anton for all your hard work this week in setting this up it's a it's a new era yes it's um well outside the limits of my brain so it's uh you know it's all mush now Um, i mean we've got an episode i kind of wish we'd um we'd recorded all the outtakes of what happened to get to this stage because we have been here for about 45 minutes but that's for another day uh so that's really great so you that's one of the things for all our patreon uh, supporters whether you're a nez or a snez tier as well as that you'll get our uh, discord channel you can join us on there and you'll get our uh, friends code so you can be friends with us and laugh at how bad we are at video games on the switch Uh, for our snez uh, supporters it goes one step further you'll get eight extra podcasts in a month which is fantastic we do two episodes of roundup we do four episodes of last call and two episodes of the prequel uh, and uh, we just did a episode on the dreamcast anton this week as well which was uh, a lot of fun and sent me into a downward spiral of wanting to buy dreamcasts yeah it's a uh, it's payback for the downward spiral of spectrum this you put me on the week uh, the kind of episode prior uh, but my god there's just so many games out there and just that console in particular you know you just scrape the surface and then you're like oh it had every fantastic game everyone <laughs> it really did it's something i'm going to revisit at some point in the future um so as well as all that nsukp.co.uk you'll get all the details for everything there we're on twitter at nsuk podcast look out as well for our youtube page because our youtube channel is going to have some more content going up there including possibly some of the the bits from this particular podcast going forward so maybe episode 63 you may, might see some bits and pieces on there we're working that as we go we're we're uh, we're bringing ourselves into the 21st century anton kicking Technology. and screaming yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. I think it's going to look quite quite snazzy 
we, we're living in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this week in terms of uh, gaming, we've been doing a fair bit and we've actually had some gaming that involves us together and as well as that, some of our Patreon supporters as well, Anton. So tell us about your week in gaming. What have you been up to? And obviously we'll talk about that yes, session. I've- well, yes, outside of our, our little wee session, we had, uh, oh, started off the week, I, I've been getting really back into Minecraft. It's been a little bit of an addiction. Uh, I don't know why that game has such a grasp on me, but I went back and been basically making waterfalls and playing with lava, <laughs> uh, as all the kids do. Uh, and then outside of that, uh, the polar opposite, and, well, Actually, surprisingly similar. Uh, Animal Crossing, similarly playing with waterfalls, but no lava in that game, sadly. So uh, I had to suffice with just tons of waterfalls. Oh, yeah, I mean, there <laughs> might be a, an update at some point that brings in the old volcano, the old lava flow comes through your village. Why not? They, Use they the finally do, do the do maternal crossover. It's a perfect match there. They have the waterscaping tools already. <laughs> And as well as that, you did jump on for some uh, some Mario Kart Online action this week, Anton, which was a lot of fun because I did actually get into one of the sessions. Not the first one. You and Alistair were there for the first one. Um, but it was all started by one of our Patreon supporters. Yes, the lovely Darren set up a, a Mario Kart tournament. We had uh, we had a fair good amount of people there. We had Emily in as well. And... I think yeah, that's... Emily is far too fast for her own good, by the way. She is ridiculously yeah. quick. How? How? She's like Mike's wife in Mario Kart. They are both blisteringly fast, and I don't have a clue how to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I've played so many games with them, and it could be a game that I've been playing for a while, let's take speedrunners, and then I show it to them, and then they've already beaten me, like, by double the points. I, I, it's... They they have no right being that good at video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See, I, I blame my slowness on as being old. That's my excuse. Well, mine is uh, lack of practice, although uh, I'm definitely not as fast as Emily. They are particularly fast. But Anton, we did on the second night have a bit of a, um, a bit of fun doing the same game again and uh, that time me and you were sort of you know we had a couple of moments there I I actually won a race you actually won a race most of the time we didn't but we did win a race each you know we were uh, very very competitive for second and third (laughs) but um, yeah it's overall I must say um, everybody was fairly well matched uh, outside of Emily they're they're in their own league (laughs) Um, we're all fairly well matched which I think that just makes for good competition especially the the game uh, we did with uh, did with yourself Alistair like uh, between me you and Darren we were really trading places which yeah uh, it was just constantly really really good fun just so close and actually I I don't know about you guys but I've played quite a bit of Mario Kart this week out with those little um those little get-togethers. So I don't know if it's making a resurgence generally, but I've been invited to play with quite a few folk this week. It's been it's been cool. Excellent. It's almost like a Mario Kart is de rigueur. Yeah, it feels like we've we're starting to move on a little bit from the early days of the lockdown phase where there was a lot of sort of um, uh, Jackbox games. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, there is that. But I was thinking Jackbox games and, and that sort of thing, which is still fun, of course, and I know we're sort of doing that. Um, Alistair, have you played anything else apart from Mario Kart this week or has that been your main go-to? The, uh, the only thing I think I've played this week is a demo of Moving Out. I don't know if you guys have given that a shot yet, have you? No, not yet. No, downloaded it, but uh, I'm waiting to get some friends together, which is uh, challenging. Well, I, but... I thought about doing that, but I thought I'll just venture and did it one 
player just did it solo and it was really good fun I, I oh, yeah. highly recommend it when the game comes out on the 28th which I think is two days from when we're recording it uh, I'm really tempted to go and buy it I think it's 20 quid or something like that and it is just so 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 funny Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now yeah i mean do you know what i would like to try it co-op so i think i'll probably wait now that you've said it's good and maybe maybe that's something we could look at live streaming i'll maybe mean you could try and uh, have a go of moving <laughs> out i mean that would be entertaining for people watching as to how bad it will be but we can it, well, you know what we need to do we need to live stream the actual gaming and we need a camera pointing at us so people can see just how angry you get Excuse me. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so for me this week, uh, interestingly enough, bit of online gaming. So a little bit of Mario Kart with uh, Anton and the rest of the the team that were there, including Emily and some of the the Discord the Discord chatters from our Patreon team. And as well as that, I did last night actually play some Splatoon two for the first time in ages uh, with James, who is on the podcast now and then, and um, really enjoyed it. Uh, James is quite good, which is good for me because it, it helped me kind of learn because I find Splatoon 2 slightly complicated sometimes. I don't know why. I'm just my small brain. Um, just in terms <laughs> of navigating around. Um, but the actual game itself, a multiplayer game the online, I, I love and that's great and it's it's fairly straightforward. Um, just a little tip though, next weekend I believe there's a free Splatoon 2 weekend for anybody that wants to play it. You can download the game I think next weekend for free. Um, double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, and you can play and take part. I think they're doing another Splatfest for the first time in ages as well um, and it is it's it's one of those games that um, I'm I love it it's really great I'm not very good at it but I, I actually have moments where I sort of get it and then I go back to not getting it again but I don't it doesn't bother me I just kind of enjoy it um, so that was really good fun played with James last night I'm going to do that again uh, soon we used the Nintendo app by the way for Mario Kart the for the chat side of things Anton which was uh, actually worked <laughs> yeah it, it works but at the same time I think going from Discord which has such crisp audio it was like oh <laughs> I know this uh, I love 2007 that was uh the year to be alive <laughs> it is a little bit i mean i must say that you know it's maybe not if you've got friends that are all the same then i suspect you know you you know friends that you you would play games with anyway probably organize it somewhere else might be the the premium option but it's yeah. good to have the option you know but um before we shuffle on i had no idea you had splatoon 2 mike we need to get a, a night plan together we need to get james in yes because uh, yes. they've got that four player like chord mode where it's on the little wee islands salmon oh, run, I brilliant. think it is brilliant uh, which that would be a, a, an well, event <laughs> well let's put that to our Patreon supporters and see if we can get a fourth because the because there's me you and James do you, do you know anyone else in our group there that has oh, or I'll well, I wonder if the demo would work 
If I could just join you for next weekend. Ah, maybe, maybe, probably, ah, yeah. probably would, because I think it's an access thing rather than, you know, a, a demo as such. So yeah, well, we'll check that out. But yes, I do have Splatoon 2 and uh, another game in my collection I haven't played enough of. But what else have I been playing this week? Uh, another game from my collection I haven't played enough of, but there's more to that to this than that, because I've finished a couple of games and I've bought some of the 99p or under a pound games to save you doing it so I can tell you what's good and what's not. So first of all, later daters, I've now finished later daters well kind of because one thing that a lot of people didn't realize that later daters at the moment were only getting the first part of the game so it stopped after maybe a couple of hours of playing uh, maybe slightly more than that and it's on a cliffhanger um, and it hasn't finished yet now interestingly enough i'm hoping i don't think we'll get charged for the next part of that because it just seems to be like the next part coming soon rather than end of this chapter by the second chapter when it comes. So I think it's going to be included. And if it is, great value. If you have to go and pay for the next chapter, I'd say even at five or that's expensive. So that's the way I'm... And the reason for that is, although there's multiple playthroughs, I think it's slightly short for a fiver if it's only what you're getting now and you have to pay more afterwards. So we'll double check that. But I really enjoyed it anyway. And I recommend it. If you want something with a bit of substance to it, really well written... Um, easy to play, lots of playthroughs. Really liked it. Al, you were wanting to say something, I can tell. Yeah, that sounds... That's kind of annoying. I mean, was it... Did it advertise it as a Later Daters Part 1 or anything like that? Or is it just down as Later Daters? Because that seems... Well, I, I'd rather they just held it back, finished the whole game and bundled it in one go. Why would they do well, that? Well, the thing is, the last title they had... Um, was it I called it again not life story um whatever it was called the first game from that collection from that team it was an episodic thing and it came out like an you know it was you'd have episode 1 and then 2 and so on and and I think it's a bit of a it, there's a lot to it and I I suspect being a small small development team they've just gone right let's it's ready to go let's put this out and we'll deal with the second part later but I I don't know I didn't see it in the advertising as the second part doesn't come out till later in the year um, I, th I still recommend you play it you know I still recommend even now as it is <clears throat> there's plenty there if you really enjoy it you can go through and try lots of different because there's loads of different ways you can play it there's loads of combinations of people that you know storylines to go down and I've only done one playthrough um, and it's still good value as what it is but I think if you have to go and pay the same again for the second part I'd be like mm, not as good value as I thought but yeah it's still recommend it so uh, I know you're looking sceptical, so I'll move on to the next game uh, that I finished this week, which was uh, Piku Niku. And uh, Piku Niku, um, I picked that up when it was on sale for, I think it was about 99p. It's about £11 in the store normally. I wouldn't pay £11 for it simply because of the length of the game. It's about four hours, but there's a co-op mode which is separate as well. But I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it if you get it on a sale, even under a fiver. Go and buy Piku Niku. Lovely game really well designed sort of platformy with puzzles but funny it reminds me of some of the real classic kind of um indie kind of humor that you get in games like um uh what's the the <sighs> names tonight honestly um <laughs> what's the one that we always go on about this we've got the second one uh, undertale undertale so oh, yes so it reminds me a bit of that kind of humor not quite as dark and wacky as undertale but it's got a bit of that in it and as well as that it's just a really fun game. Not a huge amount of combat, which is nice too. So there's not a sort of like, you're not dying a lot. You're not having to restart. It's not like a tricky platformer. It's just a lot of fun. So Piku Niku, if you get that under a pound, go buy it. Um, if you get it under a fiver, probably go buy it. Uh, a couple other games I picked up for under 99p. Flashback. <laughs> Do you remember the classic oh, Mega Drive the game? Mega Drive title. Yeah, it's on sale oh. right now for, I think, about 
70 pence or something or 89p. You can get it in one of the stores for 59p if you really want to, but it's under a pound in the UK store. Go and buy it just because it's a classic game. You probably won't really play it. Another game I played is Super Arcade Soccer. I got that for 99p. Don't buy it, even for 99p. Um, <laughs> it felt broken to me and I, I was quite optimistic and you know I'm quite complimentary about games. I've only had a couple of games on it and I... Did not enjoy it. One and you have stopped and will never play it again. <laughs> uh, well, at the moment, I don't think I will, but I might return to it to see if it's any better the second time, but don't do it. Uh, next up, I bought uh, Whipsie and the Lost Atlas, <laughs> which is a bit like a Kirby platformer. It was under a pound, uh, definitely for under a pound. Well worth it. You'll get a bit of fun out of that. Quite tough as well, actually. And I also bought ATV Drift and Tricks, which is down from about 20 quid to about 99 pence. Um, and yes, for 99p, fine I think it's it's solid enough It's it, the reason I bought it is because I had a game on the Spectrum called ATV Simulator from Codemasters back in the 80s late 80s and I loved it and I always wanted another ATV game so it's good so go and buy it 99p um, final one I bought this week physical copy of Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy for <gasps> 8 oh have you managed to have a chance to boot up yet because uh, I had that game on the original Xbox and I have vague memories of it yes. but I remember kind of enjoying what I did play of it. I think I got the free sexy like a couple months later so it kind of ended up gathering dust but yeah how, how have you been finding it if so? Yeah it's solid again um, control wise it's a bit it feels like a game of that time uh, control wise you know when you play it everything's a little bit different to what you would expect now but as a story I think it's pretty good it's solid it gets well reviewed as well people still really like it today um, and for eight ninety five, I mean, people were happy it came out for twenty nine ninety nine, and were saying, "Oh, I'm going to buy that because it's you know it's it's been re released and slightly the the graphics are are, are better, the interface looks a lot nicer, the opening scenes are much better. It's a lot less that N sixty four look and much more modern looking. Um, it's not a complete remaster. It's just been sort of you know sort of HD'd up a bit so it's it's good and for 895 physical great and then the final one today I got back to and I played about three and a half four hours this morning actually which is very unlike me was Breath of the Wild so I'm going to try and finish that before two comes out because it's the first time I'd played in about a year and a half and I loved every minute of it it was great so there we are that's been my gaming week wow how did yeah. you fit all that in while working <laughs> just bits here and there I suppose like late at night you know nine o'clock ten o'clock play for an hour or two and yeah and, and i didn't play an awful lot of some of those 99p games you know some of them were <laughs> well yeah I, I told you what i thought i'm I'm convinced you're not sleeping anymore i think that's the secret to it <laughs> i don't you think just, mike like, has ever slept cut it out and then that's the game time <laughs> <laughs> i think you might be onto something right then on the way we've got our quiz which we've done the new format uh well not the new but the redone format with a slight twist we'll be doing that a little bit later on we've got a brand new feature as well about an indie game which we're going to do now and then with uh, a new person a new addition to our team which i'll tell you about later as well uh we've also got our rumors but first of all let's head straight in to this week's news tell us the people want to know right first up we've got a game from head up games they have announced the coma 2 vicious sisters which sounds like a nice fun little title uh, it's a korean survival horror adventure with point and click elements it's coming out may 2020 alistair i'm coming straight to you because i know you are gonna lap this up on day one. Oh, absolutely yep day one purchase definitely for me no 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 wait hold on no it's the exact opposite no not buying it too scared <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a shame because um outside of yeah, uh, your your rash. Well, I guess very rational fear of horror. Uh, 
kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look like a, a fairly solid game. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it's like side-scrolling. Uh, you're going through lev- like what appears to be a decrepit school, but I don't know if that's just because they're in school outfits, I think that. Um, and then just clicking on things, it's got a little bit of ju- like going through journals and stuff. It looks not too bad. And uh, I think it's already out on Steam. Yeah, and from my, my looks, it had reasonable reviews. Yeah, and you know what else it's got? An old school Nokia phone. Uh, so it does. Uh, it does. That, it's a, thir- it's a 3310, I think it says. It, it looks like a 3310 <laughs> to me. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually think this, again, looks pretty good. I mean, if you like uh, point and click, but also that kind of anime uh, visual novel element but with a bit of horror and exploration thrown in it feels like it's kind of straddling Anton across a couple of different genres there yeah it's um it I'm I'm very curious how horror would work uh within all of its format this kind of format I imagine it would need to be a lot more psychological than let's say kind of abrasively jump scary or in your face um It'd be one I would be curious to kind of watch a Let's Play of and figure out how it all works. Because uh, it it's clearly be. worked once before. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think the story in this one picks up directly where the last one ended up with the coma. Uh, I think it was the coma recut, actually, I think, um, was the last one. So it's, I think it's been kicking around for a while as a as a franchise, I suppose. Because I presume the first yeah. one wasn't called recut. I'm guessing that was a remaster, but it's not something it's not an IP I'm familiar with. Yeah, I know that I have seen the coma uh, IP. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I've not. Obviously, this is new, so it's coming May twenty twenty. But yeah, I think the first one was pretty well uh, received as well. So keep an eye out for that. It is coming soon, and as you say, it seems to sort of go across a couple of different genres. Uh, so well worth checking out. Next up, Team Seventeen. That's the Worms team. Am I right? Worms and Indeed, all other worms good games. Overcooked. Yes. Moving out. Oh yeah, of course, Overcooked. Yeah, moving out, yeah. Anyway, they've go. announced uh, Golf With Your Friends. It's coming to the Switch. It's already out on other platforms. It's a multiplayer golf game. It's coming on the 19th of May for $14.99. Um, now, the good thing about this is the online element, if it's done well. I know some people have said it's been a little glitchy at times on other systems, but hopefully on the Switch, they've got a bit of time now to sort of, um, you know, get their head around that. But... Um, I, you know, the funny thing about golf games are that these mini golf games, I used to love the idea of these and, and you know, whether or not um, you, whether or not you love them or hate them, um, they can be good fun as a kind of multiplayer thing if they're done well, but they can also be ultra, ultra boring. And that's the difficulty. Al, where do you think this one's going to sit? Uh, having seen bits of it, I think it's going to be great fun. I mean, it's basically, it's crazy putting, but really, really, really crazy putting with some really interesting physics. And uh, it looks like it's quite a good fun game. I, I quite like golf games. I hate, I don't hate golf. I have never set foot in a golf course in my entire life. I've never tried swinging a club other than at a driving range. But I do quite enjoy golf games and weirdly golf movies. I was actually watching The Legend of Bagger Vance again last night, which I've forgotten about. It's a great movie. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of tickled. Oh man, I'll lend you the DVD. Okay. It's good. It's good. Will Smith. Um, what's his face? Um, Matt Damon. And I've, I'm sidetracking. Back to the game. <laughs> Golf <laughs> yeah, with friends. It does look like it's good fun. And I can, I think I'm probably going to get it. Six ninety nine on Steam. If it's anywhere close to that when it comes out to the Nintendo store, I might actually give it a look. Mm, see, uh, I've seen a lot of this game getting played by Let's Players. And um, from what I can tell, this looks like um, a fantastic game to be maybe drink a little bit too much alcohol and then break up and ruin every friendship that you have within the kind of 
past five years. Is that um, not the the motto of Team 17? <laughs> I think so, because Worms used to be like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Hurt your friends. It's great. But yeah, yeah looks super fun. And it's going to be $14.99 on Switch, which is a good bit more than Steam. But to be honest, I think with how popular it was in the streaming scene, like on YouTube scene, I'm happy paying that much, especially once we get one sale on it, getting it under a tenner. I think that looks well worth the money, more than worth the money, Mike. Yeah, I think it's uh, good value. I think if you're going to get anything that's multiplayer at that kind of price that you can play uh, with friends, then usually the kind of games you can return to, you might not play it for six months, but then suddenly you'll play it, you know, with friends for three nights in a row. So I guess that's the the good, the beauty of those kind of games. Next up, Sodex, or Sodesco have announced Monstrum. Uh, it's coming to the Switch. It's a survival horror game. It's another one for Al with Permadeath <laughs> and AI killers set on a cargo ship. Uh it's coming out the 22nd of May. This is a game I think that's been around for a while um, on other systems, but really well reviewed. A lot of people really like Monstrum. Um, I, it's another one that probably going to scare Al too much that he probably wouldn't want to buy it. But on the Switch, another solid release, I think, Anton. Yeah, you know, at first I kind of overlooked this title as kind of being a little bit ugly and a little bit of a cheap horror. However, looking into it, the distinctive fact is the fact that it, it, the kind of AI of the killers, I don't know if you play something like, let's say, uh, Outcast, Outlast, uh, the survival horror game from kind of a couple of years back. Uh, like, you know, you walk down a corridor in your second playthrough and you're like, yep, uh, he's going to jump through that window and I'm going to get pushed off that banister. But apparently with this title in particular, it is the AI is kind of good enough where it kind of supplies a unique experience every time you play and similarly uh the permadeath aspect of that i imagine heightens that kind of invigoration of not knowing what's going to happen even on several kind of repeating replays well the levels themselves are procedurally generated so every playthrough is entirely different which is kind of cool uh, i didn't didn't know about levels as well that's yeah i could see why people get behind this title yeah, well, it's coming out the 22nd of May, so if you're interested in that, you'll start to see uh, more of that coming to the Switch very soon. Next up, Curve Digital have announced Peaky Blinders Mastermind. Set before the events of the first season uh, of the show, the game is a top-down stealth game coming out 2020. Uh, yet, still haven't seen any more on uh, Mafia 2, which is, <laughs> which this, you know, it's obviously a very different style. It's got that top-down thing. There's a couple of games a bit like this, though, on the Switch already, uh, Anton, but of course with the, with the tie-in of the very successful tv show um it might just do all right yeah you know i I can't comment too much on it because i'm not familiar with the source material but as a kind of top-down self game it looks fairly all right graphically it looks pretty enough um and yeah it doesn't seem to fall short anywhere i struggle to see caveats it looks pretty Mm. enough it looks all right (laughs) i mean that's exactly my take as well i watched it when yeah it looks all, all right doesn't look like there's anything particularly make it stand out other than the IP it's based on. But if you love yeah. Peaky Blinders, you're probably going by and play it and you might well really enjoy it. Yeah, it's like Stranger Things 3, I think, which is on the Switch. It's um, it's a decent enough platformer and it's it's got that nice art style, that kind of 16-bit kind of vibe. Um, if I wasn't watching Stranger Things, I probably wouldn't, you know, have bothered buying it, to be honest, because it's like a lot of other games. But um, I think it's a bit like that with this. You know, I think if you're a fan of the show, you'll probably go out and, and buy it. Just a quick, quick check, though. Uh, Anton, you don't watch it. Alistair, ever watched it? No, I've never watched it. Many people have told me to, but I've never yeah. actually got into it. 
Same as me. No, I haven't watched it, but it uh, is supposed to be pretty good. Next up, we've got a game from Talpa Games. They've announced Mail Mole. <laughs> uh, it's a 3D <laughs> platformer. It's coming out in, the tw- uh, in 2020. It's a sort of got a very cute, very fast delivery mole. Um, it's got a kind of N64 kind of vibe about it, uh, Anton. Oh, no, come on. That's being, just, that's being unfair to the N64. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Scandalous. Yeah, oh, it's, come um, on. It looks crap. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> I don't think I'm mincing my words here. I mean, you spend most of the time, by the look of it, underground, rolling around, jumping from platform to platform, picking up, I don't know what they're supposed to be, generic random shape. The game just doesn't look interesting, engaging, different in any way, shape or form. Hmm. Um, also, moles don't really eat carrots as far as I know. But anyway, that's that's just a side plot. <laughs> uh, Anton, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it it does look pretty, pretty bad and the trailer's not great, but... At the same time, a part of me wants to like it because it does have a hint of Super Monkey Ball, uh, but yeah. you're also a delivery male mole, which uh, sounds like a fantastic combination, but could maybe have done with a, a teensy bit more budget. At a mm. good price, maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> Mario, think, uh, don't be so kind to it, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm bouncing out from my criticism of uh, Peaky Blinders, see? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not particularly um, thinking that any of us are going to rush out there and buy that. But hey, it's going to be out there. I want it to do well because it's a delivery service mole. If for no other reason than that, uh, then if anybody buys it, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, please be amazing. If anyone's going to buy it, it's going to be me. Let's be honest. Uh, Next up, Insane Code have announced 80s Overdrive coming out in the seventh of May. It's a synth-filled outrun style game. I think this is um, this was out on the 3DS, wasn't it? Anton? I'm not too familiar. Um, yeah, it was, I, it was on the 3DS. Uh, Apparently it was actually a really good game on the 3DS. Did you see the guy, the way they actually released the, or the announcement of it? No, oh. I didn't. So I think it was on Twitter. They dropped uh, a picture of the kind of the, the box art type thing from the from the original 3DS version. Um, and then at the bottom of it, they put three pictures. One was a pot of boiling water with some steam coming out of it. One was an egg box and one was light switch. And from that, they had to figure out that it was steam, eggs box and switch. <laughs> that's being released. Love on. it. <laughs> really wow, clever. Ingenious. I really like that. <laughs> like a lo-fi announcement. I, I really like the look of this. Um, I, I think, you know, I haven't heard the music because I've never played it, but I just love the idea that this is synth-driven 80s vibe musically as well. Um, it's very outrun. It reminds me even of, you know, those kind of old school kind of hard driving and Chase HQ and all these kind of games. It's got that kind of um, vibe. All I need now is to go, let's go, Mr. Driver, at the start of the game and I'll be all the way there for buying it. That's a Chase HQ reference for you young people. But Anton, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it looks like a really solid game. I think it'll have a little bit of tough competition going up against uh, Chase uh, Horizon Chase. <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, which I think even that one's not badly priced, so I think people might pick that one over it. But I think if they remain competitive pricing-wise, and for people who have maybe already played Horizon Chase, this could be a sole title, and the fact it's kind of an older title, they're bringing it to a much better console. Hopefully they can get a lot more improvements um, than your standard just porting it from like PC or whatever it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm fascinated to see how they do it actually. Because when you go and look, if you look at screenshots of it on the 3DS, it was pretty much set up so you had the dual screen thing going. So the top screen was 
where you were watching to race and this the bottom screen showed you all the controls and what was coming and where your position was so uh, i'd love it if they managed to somehow fit that onto the switch screen i don't know if they do side by side or if you might end up playing the game in portrait mode with the controllers i don't know i'm fascinated to see how they do that yeah. hear me out this is a leak for the new dual screen switch that's coming out oh yeah <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <sighs> You never know. You just never know. Probably not, but you never know. Uh, Hatsune, uh, Hatsune Miku, which is the Project Diva Mega Mix game, which has been doing really well in Japan. It's got really well reviewed as well. Uh, it's coming to the West on the 15th of May. There's now a demo available. Uh, this will excite a lot of people because it's got a big following anyway uh, as a sort of franchise and, uh, and a game. But um, it's supposed to be an act- actually a very, very good game as well, Anton. Yeah, they had countless entries on the PSP moving on to the Vita and thankfully uh, due to the slow decline of the Vita we finally made it onto a Nintendo console outside of one 3DS spin-off and uh, from my experience playing the first two games on the, the PSP fairly solid title um, I'm a little bit annoyed I downloaded the Japanese demo and never got around to it so that was effort that was for nothing but nevertheless <laughs> it's uh, finally coming here so at least I can get through the menus <laughs> Well, you didn't Which just look Google Translate on your phone to the screen to see what it was saying. Uh, I, I'm not that ingenious, um, <laughs> but if you've never played it, it's a fairly good rhythm game. Um, I think the fact that they kind of worked with a lot of the people who are making the actual songs, it has like a lot tighter of an integration where you kind of, it feels right when you hit the note. It doesn't feel like they've just tried to time some notes to vaguely where they would fit in. Rather, it's yeah. kind of a part of the music. Excellent. Mm. Well, there's a hundred songs in there and the Switch version's got uh, 10 new songs as well, different versions and things you can do there and different mix modes and stuff. So it seems like they're packing a bit more into that Switch version as well, which is always nice to see as well. So next up, Pokemon Anime. That's been put on hold due to recent events. I don't think we can really have to say much more about that at this stage other than it's on hold and that's the same for a lot of things. Speaking uh, of uh, Pokemon Anime, I mean, it's not really the anime. I, w- I watched... Um called Detective Pikachu recently. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got Indeed. it ready to watch because it's on Sky oh. right now, isn't it? But I've, it it not... is, yeah. That's why I ended up watching it. It's so good. I, I'm so enjoying that. If you've not it seen it, it, yeah, if you've not seen it, go and watch it. To be fair, I did spend half time going, oh my God, it's... And then insert Pokemon name here, which is kind of cool. But the, the film itself is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Cool. It's so awesome. well done. Okay, well, that's been put on hold. So next up, Wedbush Securities analyst Michael Pachter has suggested that Nintendo should create game services in the style of Apple Arcade due to leverage uh, to, uh, due to leverage their industry-leading portfolio. So he's suggesting doing it in the Apple Arcade format of the kind of subscription kind of model. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it could be really good. Uh, it could just ruin things for the kind of, you know, the collection side of things, I guess. But I don't think it really has to because you can still collect. What's your thoughts, uh, Alistair? Um, mixed. I can see Nintendo at some point doing it. And I think Nintendo themselves have kind of said that at some point they'll probably do it. They're, I think last we heard from them, they said they were watching the subscription model to see how it did. I think it would be a shame if they did. From a from a gaming point of view, one of the things I like about Nintendo is that you can go out, you can just buy a cartridge, stick it in your Switch, and away off you go and you play. There's no subscriptions except for Nintendo Online if you really want it, which gives you access to online SNES and online NES. That's kind of cool. I like that. I problem is Nintendo like to charge, and where somebody like Apple's charging, I don't know, was it five pounds a month for Apple Arcade? I suspect Nintendo Eight. will be charging 
probably 20, 25 quid a month. And I couldn't justify that. I don't spend that on video games most of the time. You guys probably do, actually, but I, I just couldn't. I don't. I, de- I definitely don't spend as much as that. I mean, a lot of the games I pick up are, are bargain games, and occasionally I'll buy a full price game, but um, but I, I certainly wouldn't, on a regular basis, spend that kind of money. Certainly not at the moment. Anton, what's your thoughts? You know, I, I think looking at the success of Xbox Game Pass, um, and considering Microsoft hasn't had a good showing of exclusives this generation. I think Nintendo having such a back catalogue where they could just dump it all on there, which, you know, they probably wouldn't. They would wait 15 years and give us N64 games. But nevertheless, with that kind of model, I think they could be incredibly competitive. And I, I know a lot of maybe where the upset exceptions to that, but a lot of people there, they might only own one or two Nintendo IPs, uh, like... Within several years, they might pick up an Apple Crossing one year and then pick up a Mario Kart 10 the next year, and it's very far out. Whereas with a, a subscription service, if they could charge £10 a month for the full Nintendo back catalogue, I see a lot of people going for it. And, you know, <clears throat> at that point, you could, they're making like £120 a year, which, uh, yeah. I mean, I can see them doing it at some point. I really can. Um, I'm a bit like Al in the sense that maybe this is a traditionalist in me, but I, I would like to be able to go and buy a cartridge. The fact we're still on cartridges is great in itself. It feels like the authentic console experience to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably going to happen at some point. I don't think it'll happen yet, though. I think I think that's something for, you know, down the line. So uh, but we'll see. We will see. I think it, it will happen at some point, though. Ninjala, the open beta has begun, by the way. Uh, you can participate for one hour on Tuesday. That's this Tuesday, the 28th, at 7 o'clock. Wednesday, the 29th of April at 3 a.m. Uh, Wednesday, the 29th at 11 a.m. Uh, I quite like I the look of this. Ninjala, was that the one that was in the latest direct with the war-running ninjas? Indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Um, I quite fancy I don't think. I'm not sure whether I can... Guarantee I'm going to... I don't know if you can still sign up to the beta. You probably can't. But um, I, I I, really am glad that this is happening because it's it's an online multiplayer type thing. We don't have enough of those. We've talked about how they're really great at the moment as well. Uh, Anton, what's your kind of feelings on this? Will you take part yeah. in the beta or will you just be excited to see what people make of it? Mm, you know, it's, uh, it's open so anybody can kind of download it and go in. You don't need to submit or go for any websites or third party things. But oh, that's good. I won't lie, the, having the one-hour windows is a bit tight. Uh, I, I see myself being like, I'll give that a go, and then completely forgetting at 8pm that it was going to happen. <laughs> exactly. That's um, my worry. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. That that sounds like uh, something I have to put in my calendar, which uh, doesn't feel like what I want to do for leisure. Maybe I've never <laughs> grown up with TV, though, so maybe well, I'm just being Well, there is that. There is that. You should try to work a Video Plus machine. Um, Alistair, what about you? I know you're quite excited about this game because it's ninjas and fighting, and it's, it's, free, yeah. it's free to play as well, I believe. When it Free to play ninjas. I am really, really tempted to go and give this a bash, and I will just set something in my calendar with a five-minute reminder to go, oh, yeah, better go and do that. Um, yeah, I might try and jump in if... Uh, if if, if I remember, I might try and jump in on well, the, if you remember, uh, the Tuesday Send me a one. message and I might join you because I, oh. I am also like you. I, I would like to try this. I, I love it when they do bases. I know one hour, I think I think I agree with Anton. I think one hour is a little tight. But I think it's worth doing. If we can get in there, then, you know, I would have a go for sure. Well, I suppose it depends what level of development they're at. 
if they're doing such a tight one hour beta, I am wondering, is it maybe a stage where it could end up doing a bit of harm by putting it out there? If it's such a small window that doesn't give people much time to play it, doesn't give people much time to get their heads around it, whether it's good, give them actually much feedback, which I presume is what they're looking for from a beta. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm, that yeah, was something... Been... Sorry, I only Oops. go, Anton. Uh, yeah, I can't... I was having the same thought process and I'm, I get the feeling that they're maybe wanting to stress test it uh, by like maybe condensing their entire player potential player base into a smaller window. But... um. Yeah, it's going to be curious to give this one a go. The fact that they're not doing what would appear more so like a, a kind of gameplay test, because let's be real, within an hour, let's say you get fit in 15 minutes, 45 minutes you're playing for, you're probably only learning the controls, so you wouldn't really be getting the best feedback in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's not an awful lot of time, so you might well be right. I think you've maybe hit the nail on the head there. It's maybe more about just seeing how the online element goes for them, and it makes a lot of sense from a developer point of view, I guess. But anyway, you can go and check that out this week, and I think a lot of people will. Next up, Animal Crossing updates for you. So, Leaf's Garden Shop, got new updates, by the way. Leaf's Garden Shop, Bushes, Jolly Reds, Treasure Trawler, Buying Art, and a Museum Expansion. That's all in the new update. I've also announced new in-game events. The May Day Tour, May 1st to 7th, International Museum Day, that's the 18th to the 31st of May. Wedding season is June the 1st to the 30th. And Reese and Cyrus are getting married. That means nothing to me, nothing to Al. Anton, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think the, the most exciting thing of this update would be Leaf. Um, basically, he's a guy that comes to your plaza every now and then. Uh, you can buy bushes of them. And obviously, everything's about making your island more pretty. And having bushes is... Uh, a wonderful method of doing such. Uh, also, being able to collect art has also kind of been driving people insane. They have like Animal Crossing versions of classic paintings uh, you can buy from a little wee guy that comes as a boat to your island. And overall, uh, I, f I must say, a really impressive update for so early in the lifespan of the game. Um, I wonder if this was something they had left over, but if they keep this up, Animal Crossing... A game already nobody was complaining about content with is just going to become a behemoth in time. It's uh, really impressive to see the work they've done here. Yeah, excellent. Um, another game as well that's got a huge update. You'll be happy about this as well, Anton, is uh, Super Mario Maker 2. It's the final one, though. Um, they've got uh, m a Mushroom, Frog Suit, Power Balloon, Super Acorn, Boomerang, Flower, Cannon Box, Propeller Box, Pow Box, Goomba Mask, Bullet Bill Mask, Seven, Koopaling, Boss Battles, Curse Key, On-Off Trampoline, Mecha, Koopazas, Normal Red and Blue, and now introducing World Maker. Uh, Anton, a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, so probably most notable stuff in there. Uh, starting off with the kind of underappreciated gem of this update is the Super Mario Bros. 2 Mushroom. So you can switch the gameplay style to the kind of classic Mario 2. You pick stuff up, put it across your head, you can throw it, uh, which, because I had that game first, uh, is a little bit closer to my heart. And then outside of that... Did the you play that other before really the exciting... Mario Brothers game? Oh, that was my, my first one, uh, oh, Super Mario Bros. 2. Bless. Uh, that was a great game. <laughs> Underrated, in my opinion. I love that game. Indeed. Do Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, Not sure that's, that's completely yeah, different randomly game. got Mario pasted on top of it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but yeah, the main thing everybody's been losing their mind with is World Maker. You can make an entire Mario world, which is fantastic because you can basically make a campaign almost. 
And um, it means that rather than scouring through the depths of the kind of Mario Maker to try and find a good level, if you find one good world, that can be 16, I think, actually, sorry, the limit's eight levels. But that's like a good chunk of content to let people kind of let their imagination go wild. They've got mini games like in the normal Mario games where you'd line up the pictures and Toad's houses. It looks really expansive. Mm, excellent. Well, uh, I think a lot of people will be jumping straight into that as soon as that uh, that is it actually out now, Anton, or do you have to wait for it? To... I think the update is out now. I've uh, seen some people making some worlds and exploring okay. the the early stuff, but. Uh, one day you just need to need to try and find one on the cheap. It's a fantastic title. Yeah, I was. Is everyone keeps telling me it is. Uh, my Nintendo app has been released in Japan. You can watch videos live, direct, buy software, and view your Switch, 3DS, and Wii U play records. Um, I mean, we've tried the app this week, Anton, in the UK, and uh, we need a new app, <laughs> or at least need new yeah. features. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a separate separate app, but to be honest, I'm kind of, I, I guess. The buying stuff's useful, but I'm curious to know who this app is for. Uh, I know I would download it because it's got Nintendo on it and I, I want it for my home screen, but... I would download it just to make it easier to find the directs because the directs, can mm. they can be quite hard to find sometimes. You'd think it would be the easiest thing in the world to Google, but when you Google them, you get random links and feeds to all kinds of stuff. But There was be... a weird things happening with that last one, though. Yeah. We were getting the feeds to the previous direct. And oh, also, it was I all over the shop. Sent yeah. the wrong link out or something. But... So I would actually quite like to get this app because it would be useful to mm-hmm. buy software. It would be useful to watch the directs. And it would be kind of handy actually just look at uh, your, your play records. I'm, I, I'm I like totally the idea of play it. records because you know, oh, even, yeah. even for right now, you know, I had to go, to, we're talking about games. I had to remember what I was playing this week because I played a few different things for a brief time. I had to go and get my Switch and it'd be great just to be able to go I'll just check the app so um, yeah I, I would probably get it as well but you're right I, it is a weird one maybe if they combined the two and made it into one big sort of Nintendo app it might be the way forward um, and maybe that's what they'll do Anton maybe they'll do what a lot of big mobile companies do where they or Sky for example who have done that a few times where they start with one app and they go nah, actually let's all move on to this app this one's not going to be used anymore yeah ov- overall yeah it's uh, some ways redundant because obviously we can we can do everything by a web browser. It's all good stuff to have. And uh, I really hope like the the buying experience is kind of built into the app and there's not just like a, a web skin because you don't get how you get some apps where it's literally just like a web browser on top of an app. Um, so I hope it's very well done because outside of buying stuff, I think being able to do it on an external device where maybe they can update it more early, much quicker would be quite nice. And kind of similar to yourself, Mike, it would be nice to have a, a new place to look at your play times because it's either what you've played recently or your general most played of over ti- over all time. So yeah. hopefully they give us a, a nice interface for this all. It would be nice. Uh, more detail about what we've played would be great as well. I mean, I put that. It's so long since I played Zelda today that when I when before I put it in, I couldn't even go back far enough to see when I'd actually how many hours I'd put into it because it was so long since I'd played it and I've played so many games since. Um, obviously, it's still there when you put it in, but you know it only goes back so far at one time. So, so yes, please uh, more app changes that would be good. Uh, next up, this is one I mentioned at the start because I played Splatoon two last night, but they have announced Nintendo have announced they're doing one more bonus 
Fitness Splatfest and it's going to be next month it's going to be Team Mayo and Team Ketchup which is a bit of a classic uh, for Splatoon 2 players they've also announced a new demo starting on the 29th at 6 o'clock going through to May the 7th at 2am so I think that demo is really just access for people who don't have it to jump on and play much like they've done with ARMS in the past and look put it this way if you have a choice between jumping on and playing ARMS or Splatoon, pick Splatoon every single time because um, if you've never played it, it is a lot of fun. Well worth it. This, even at this stage, no issues finding games. You know, you're always finding players because it's still a well-loved game. So Al, that's the one for you next week. You're going to jump on and have a go? See you boys there. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I think if you're anybody's timid about Kelv, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not into, big into shooters. It's really not a shooter. It's a... It's more so just finger painting as much of the bedroom as possible before your parents run in and cover it with like a <laughs> destroy it. Uh, it is. And and another thing for us, Al, being colorblind, the two of us, um, first of all, the colors are really wildly different. So you don't have an issue in the same way that you normally do. But even then, there's a colorblind setting as well. You can actually set it to help you out if you need. I haven't tried it because I didn't need to. Um, but you can do that. It's really great. And there's there's so many variety of weapons now as well. I mean, actually, it was a bit mind-boggling. That's one of the things that held me back. But you've got your secondary weapons and different things are different. And I think it's all evened out. I think when I was playing the first time around a couple of years ago, there was one or two weapons that everyone was using. And now it's really evened out, I think, so that pretty much you decide what you like, you know. And, and, and you know, some of them are rollers for roller painting things and other ones are more like paintball machine, you know, guns and things. So it's lots See, of- that is my enduring memory of that game was trying to play it and it's constantly getting hit by a massive great big roller. Because <laughs> I think yeah, I did one this- of these demos before that I played last time and thought, that ah, was quite good fun, but never got around to buying it. In fact, I think yeah. when they did the last demo, I think you could only play online. I don't think there was local play. I think it was before they added that. Well, the local there was a big DLC for for a local single player mode as well. There are single player modes in it. Um, this I think this will be the same. I suspect they'll probably restrict it to online, but I don't know. I, I haven't looked into enough detail of it because I obviously have the game. But definitely jump on next week if you haven't got it. Um, it's well worth doing. Uh, Next up, Value Act Capital Partners LP have been found to have a $1.1 billion stake in Nintendo. When asked about their confidence in Nintendo, they said, we believe Nintendo will be one of the largest digital media services in the world in a category with the likes of Netflix, Disney+, Tencent, Interactive, which are the ones in China and Asia, and Apple Music. Um, I mean, to be honest, I kind of almost feel that they're almost in that category anyway in terms of where they are, I don't know about the wealth comparisons with companies like Netflix and Disney Plus, but you have to say um, that it's not a huge jump, and you can understand why a company that size might want to have a huge stake in them because they are a company that just makes money, Anton. Yeah, and uh, I think if you know, if we wake up one morning, the switch has been turned, and it's all streaming services all over the world. Nintendo would be the best one standing off. Uh, PlayStation has some good stuff in terms of the, the more mature stuff, but um, if we got rid of the kind of dependency on kind of dedicated uh, hardware, I imagine Nintendo could sell a lot better in that department. And, you know, my, my one fear is, yet they haven't done any involvements or changes with Nintendo. I, I hope they don't go in there and start kind of pushing any buttons and changing stuff because uh, just need to let Nintendo do the Nintendo thing. They never do anything sensibly anyway. <laughs> I wonder how long they've had their stake in Nintendo 4. I wonder if they bought them when they were down in sort of in the Wii U era when they were struggling for cash. I wonder if they invested a whole lot of cash at that point and 
perhaps have been one of the forces behind the switch. Who knows? I mean, this basically comes back to the, the comment that uh, was faced Michael Pachter had said earlier on about um, Nintendo doing an online Switch subscription like Apple. I mean, that's basically what Value Act Capital uh, Partners Limited, or LP or whatever they're called, are saying that they want them to do a, an online subscription model because everybody they quoted there, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Apple Music, they're all streaming services. So yeah. that's probably a good, strong indicator that, yeah, that's probably what we're going to end up with, whether we like it or not. So long as they don't get rid of the ability yeah, to go and buy a cartridge, say, I'll be happy. I don't mind. They can do it if they want I'm, to. I'm exactly the same as you, Al. I think if they don't get rid of that, then fine. I might, I, to be honest, the I, I, the backlog of games I have already, I could probably play for the next year and a half and get nowhere near the scratching the surface of it. So yeah, I, I'd be happy with that. But I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, business-wise. I just, we're traditionalists. Uh, next up, the British news outlet, The Independent, they've, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> do a couple of Animal Crossing bits together here. So Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, they've called it a farce and claims it teaches kids to deforest fish and generally pillage. Um, now, look, you know I am the resident vegan in the in the room and on the podcast, and I've talked about this before when uh, Peta did something similar and said something outrageous that that in reality there are many other things they could be trying to do and and focus on. Again, I've got to ask. Um, why Animal Crossing? I mean, are, there are so many other games. That well, that's do... it. What planet are they on? I mean, do they think that Mario is teaching kids to run around and jump on the heads of mushrooms and ride around on dinosaurs, uh, eat berries off trees? I mean, it's insane. This is just ridiculous. And it's, it's not it's clearly, like... It well, must be. It's somebody who's written an article who has probably either never, never played the game or just doesn't understand video games and, frankly, shouldn't be a journalist. Yeah, I mean, it certainly got the attention that they probably wanted from it. But the thing is that, you know... It's not like that um, paper are are sort of you know pro sort of um, you know issues like this generally. It's not like they're talking about this in in real world terms. They're they're very specifically referring to Animal Crossing, which is a real bizarre one. So yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure about yeah. the whole thing. I, I get the impression like it's maybe like one person and then they're like in a group chat and their five friends are all playing Animal Crossing and then they're like coming in they're like yeah you know it's like uh, I, I went out for a walk today it was great and everybody's like oh are you on Animal Crossing tonight and they're like no and they're just kind of sick of hearing everybody talk about it because um, yeah it's just puzzling isn't it I, <laughs> I just want to know the motivation behind it did they have a deadline to get an article out and they just came up with something quickly yeah it's, um, it's bizarre Puzzling. Pam meets face moment. Yeah, another bit of Animal Crossing news for you. Elijah Wood visited uh, fans Animal Crossing Island and people were impressed by how polite he was. I mean, what were they expecting? That he would <laughs> come Elijah along Wood. and just be like, hey, awesome. Elijah Wood's here, I'm a big deal, get out of the way. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to do that. <laughs> he's yeah. like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Of course he was going to be nice. But I love the fact he's playing it and visiting people's random islands. That's lovely. And actually yeah, letting people know that he is Elijah Wood, or I presume he's letting people know he's Elijah Wood. Who knows? It was actually Elijah Wood. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh he he was um, messaging people on Twitter to get their dodo codes. So uh, you got the the two step verification on Elijah Wood. But uh, the thing I found funny about this is, and all that's going in in the world, this was number one on trending on Twitter. So you know, it's real news. <laughs> oh wow, it's incredible! Right next up, we have got. A, oh, we're trying to fly through some of these news articles because uh, we are we are certainly pushing ourselves for time today. So next up, this is quite a big serious story this week and it's about the 160,000 Nintendo accounts that Nintendo have confirmed 
um, that are linked via Nintendo Network ID have been hacked, including players' nicknames, date of births, country, region, or email address. Thank- thankfully, it doesn't include credit card info. Nintendo have urged fans to set up two-step verification. They also said they would be messaging out to the people affected to let them know so that they had an extra heads up to make sure they changed their settings. Um, it's 2020 and it's the world we live in and, and these things these things happen. I mean, we had all those rumours about the House Party app, which blew my mind that that took off so much considering they were from the same developers behind Gears of War and, you know, Fortnite and how people suddenly believed online within two seconds that they'd been hacked because someone said they had. And then it became a huge story and nobody used that app anymore. Uh, and that one, very, very up in the air. This one, Nintendo have come out and confirmed that, yes, this did happen, which is obviously not good. But they've also kind of been quick to admit that and sort of say, hey, you know, what's the, um, here's the situation. This is what you need to do. So It's interesting yeah. that they've got so few accounts. I mean, 160,000 sounds like a lot, but in terms of the number of accounts there must be out there, that must be a tiny proportion. I wonder yeah. if they're if they're segregated or how they've done it to keep that number so small. Out of curiosity, have you put on your two-factor authentication yet? No. <laughs> yes, and um, you know, I must say what an awful system for two-step verification. It is terrible, isn't it? Oh, jeez. It's the worst uses, I've ever seen. Yeah, Google Authenticator with all the backup codes, which is kind of think what Ubisoft and people like that were doing maybe five years ago. There's so much better, simpler ways. Just use a mobile, text a number, yeah. done. It, it just amazed me. Like you download the, you go for the process and it's like download this external app that you've never heard of. I was like, okay, because I trust Google so much anyway. Uh, I download it and then I go in there and then uh, do it up and set up and they're like, yeah, here's some codes that you need to keep just wherever you keep a code and then and um, if you lose them by the way you might never get back into your Nintendo account again exactly and if you lose your phone then you've lost a two-step verification you better have those codes ready and it's not attached to a phone number it's bizarre (laughs) well I'm glad I haven't changed it (laughs) to be honest I mean I'll take the risk if that's the numbers I'm a you know I'm a risk taker that's fine Uh, no um, you should probably change it if you if you you can the the thing to just clarify if you're not kind of familiar with the terminology because I know some people get a little confused Nintendo ID network thing that is is if you had an account from the Wii U or 3DS uh so if you've just had a Switch and set up an account with the Switch and this is your first time having that account, you're completely safed. And it's uh, just kicking us Wii U fans while we were down. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, a couple other bits of news for you very quickly. There's a game called Lonely Mountains Downhill. It's come to the Switch on the 7th of May. Uh, very quick comments on this one, Anton. Uh, super fantastic game. One of my favourites of last year. I played it on Xbox Game Pass when they, they announced it's coming to Switch. Super Zen um, and surprisingly hard difficulty carve if you stick in there. Really gorgeous. Excellent. Excellent. Al, you uh, got any interest in this one? I, I think I'm going to yeah. check it out. Yeah, looks, I can totally see why Anton says it looks very zen. I, I quite like these kind of games where you're just doing bikes and physics and jumps and and it's, it looks pretty gorgeous in a weird sort of cel-shaded simple way. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, it's coming very soon. Uh, in a recent interview, Halo composer Marty O'Donnell has claimed, I'd love to work on Zelda. I love Zelda. I've played all the Zeldas. <laughs> I just love the way he said that. That, that, he said like, that, that sounds like the a certain American someone, president. <laughs> well, yeah, he, sound, he said that in the style of someone who hasn't a clue what you're talking about. I love that guy, Zelda. I love all the Zeldas. That's what it sounded like to me. But I'm sure he's not lying. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I, I don't know if you're you're familiar with the Herald soundtrack. I think it would be a marvelous fit for the not like the post Breath of the Wild style games where it's like kind of got a element of mythic kind of post apocalypseness because with the the Halo games, the Halos themselves and everything about it, it's like their relics are abandoned structures, so they kind of had that ethereal mythicalness to it, which I think for some of the newer Zelda games could be a marvelous fit and. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I am biased. I, I do love uh, the Halo games quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love the Halo games as well. I would love to see them on uh, the. Uh, I'd love to see them on the actual um, Switch itself, to be honest. But uh, yeah, you never know. It could happen. Uh, okay, a couple of quick things uh, just before we move on to this week's rumors. Uh, Namco have put. Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 out for free for everyone in a press statement stating more fun for everyone except Switch users. I actually bought this game uh, not that long ago. It was in the sale for a few quid and, and I've I had it previously and I enjoy it. It's good. Um, but uh, yeah, a bit of a shame they haven't included it on the Switch uh, for free because, you know, I'd probably be the only person that's annoyed because I bought it recently, but it was only a couple of quid, so I wouldn't really grudge it uh, being free. But um, yeah, it didn't happen. So there we are. Any quick comments on that before I move on to one more news item? Yes. Go ahead, I have man. a comment. Why? Why not Switch? I yeah. only assume it's because Nintendo <laughs> won't let them put things for free on the store. Well, Nintendo, there are free games, um, so I don't not, know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't figure out why it wouldn't be on Switch. There must be some weird reason, and I'm going to probably put the blame on Nintendo's feet here. It's probably Nintendo's fault that it's not for free on their store and it is everywhere else. I want to know. Mm, yeah, um, I, I wonder if the, the Switch has issues doing limited time free stuff but i was gutted by this because this was a game i wasn't sure if i'd play for five minutes or 40 hours mm. uh, so i did want to give it a go but i guess i uh, i've lost that right and i will die with it <laughs> <laughs> you never know it could happen still uh, next up super smash uh, brothers ultimate fans have banded together to get the hashtag fix ultimate online trending on twitter um so basically some smash fans are not very happy about the online service they're getting from the game alistair uh, I, yeah that's pretty much it in a nutshell <laughs> that's not much, i don't think it's much elaborate on there unless anton has any deep insights that i've been missing mm. i think i think you've done, said it well alistair uh, we can only hope nintendo will listen yeah, that would be good okay let's move on then and we are I mean tell you what this is going to be a long episode but that's fine because it's time to move on to this week's rumours now I'm not normally one for gossip but okay just a few rumours uh, and then we've got a new feature that we want to want to let you hear in a few minutes time first of all Unravel 1 has been leaked on the Brazilian ratings boards it's also been re-rated on its original consoles suggesting that there might be a new version of the original title coming to the Switch. Would you be keen for that game? It's a it's a lovely looking game. Um, Unraveled 2 is two's on the Switch, isn't it? Indeed. And Unraveled 2 is a, a more co-op centric title. So I at least know in my regard, I passed on that title due to it being so co-op centric. And, um, you know, I think it would be a game you'd really need to kind of put a couple hours sites with somebody else to complete. So I, I never picked it up. So having the first title on the Switch, which isn't even like it's less of a sequel it's more or like less of a non-sequel the first game uh rather just a different experience because the second one's completely tailoring for something else so i would love to have this title yeah alster 
I think it's great that it's coming. I probably won't buy it, to be honest, but I'm great, glad, pleased it's coming because the second one, as Anton said, has been so well received. The first one was obviously very, very well received, so it was a nice addition. Um, yeah, not much more to say on that. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy have leaked Super Mario 3D World for the Nintendo Switch. I've got this on the Wii U, and um, it's uh, it's a good title. It's a great title, actually, and uh, great. Bring it to the Switch. Uh, but if they're going to bring that, can we have, like... Um, some of the the ones from the kind of GameCube era and the and the the uh, the Wii era as well, please. Like Super Mario Sunshine is that just, the one for that? Year? Just as they say, Kakani, they're coming. Just don't worry about it. I know we've heard all these rumours, but I'm like, just tell us already. Just enjoy uh, Super Mario World 3D again. It was a great game. Go replay it. I completed it on the Wii U, or nearly completed it. I don't yeah, mind doing it again. The Switch it was good. Anton, yeah, yeah. This is uh, one of my favourite Mario games. I think it just struck like a nice balance between difficulty and kind of fun <laughs> you know and uh probably the easiest mario game to play co-op uh, yeah, i think the 2d ones get a little bit hectic whereas this gives you all a little bit more space and at the end of the day i think this is just it's basically confirming the rumors we we're all hearing before so uh, yeah. it's gonna be quite a year <laughs> yeah happy for that if that happens next up uh, new animal crossing data mines conducted by is it ninji I think so. <laughs> right, we'll go with that. Hints towards even more content, such as two new standalone buildings, the museum shop, the museum cafe, incorporating a gyroid section, a third nook's cranny upgrade, uh, diving to obtain a fish, don't tell the independent, uh, unused <laughs> shopping interfaces, uh, museum, real estate gallery. Yeah, I mean, basically what they're saying is there could be a whole ton of other stuff coming, Anton, and let's face it, it's not like they've not given you stuff already. You know, uh it, it, it's going to be quite a game. It really looks like they're not slowing down. And I think as somebody who, I think this week especially, like I haven't even picked it up today and it's my first day not, uh, I'm kind of teetering off with the game. So the fact that they've been adding all this new stuff, I'm like, oh, I guess I can never escape. I guess this is just the game now. You know, and, you can uh, have like Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart and Splatoon 2 and never need another game. Like I honestly believe that there's so much content in there, Al. It is, uh, games are just so massive these days. I was actually thinking about this the other day, that when you used to buy games in sort of the NES, even the SNES era, there was a good chunk of content in there, but you could kind of sit down, particularly the NES days, and play the entire game in one go. Can you imagine sitting down and playing Zelda in one go? I mean, <laughs> you would need matchsticks for a start, but uh, no, I definitely couldn't. I mean, I've, I've been playing it for two years and I'm still nowhere near finishing, so although, okay, not, not constantly. Uh, one last bit of uh, rumour for you. Steve Stamatiadis has claimed that they've been discussing a tie the Tasmanian Tiger 5, which I know Anton's ears are pricking up right now. It would be another 3D platform, but it would need a much larger team and budget. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Because obviously we don't know, Anton, if they're going to bring 2 and 3 to the Switch yet, but one is out and uh, I know it's one of your favourite games going and, and you would love this to happen. Um, do you think it could? Um, oh, it's, it's a hard one to see. Uh, you know, making a 3D platformer is definitely not easy. Uh, and I think the fact that Yokin Lele had to go from its big first game to a 2D platformer, I think yet they're discussing it probably seems unlikely. Uh, but 
nevertheless, I, I can't believe in 2020, this is a conversation we're having uh, through a video call that's going through a Discord, that's going through everything. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's a funny one. I would love that to happen, though. I would love to see more new platformers, um, that kind of style, you know, that kind of Ratchet and Clank kind of, you know, any, anything between Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, anything new like that, Alistair, I'd be all in for. Yeah, you and I, we're, we've got a sort of nostalgic bone that gets tickled by these kinds of things, and they were good fun then, and if they're done well, they're good fun now, frankly. But the, yeah. the important bit is do it well, because there's so many rubbish platform games out there where people just haven't taken the time, it's been rushed, or the team that has been behind it maybe just hasn't been the most talented. But when you get a good one, oh boy. They are just the best gaming experiences after yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously. Of course, yes, yes. There are one or two <laughs> exceptions. Okay, let's move on to a brand new feature called Indie Corner. Now, Indie Corner uh, introduces us to Leona, who is going to, every so often, review an indie game for us that might be on the Switch store or maybe one that we think we would like to see on the Switch store but you can get it elsewhere like Steam, etc. And it's a chance to look at some of those games that maybe we talk about less because they're not the big titles and get a more in-depth thought on someone who's played them. So first up this week is Neocab. Neocab is a narrative adventure game where you play as Lena, one of the few remaining human drivers working for an Uber-style taxi company in a future overrun by automation. Lena has just moved to Los Ojos, but the friend she moved here for disappears suddenly and it's up to you to find out what happened all while juggling your job as a driver and making enough money to get by. Now this is no crazy taxi, the gameplay consists solely of working your way through conversations with the riders you pick up on your definitely not Uber app. These packs, as the game calls them, all have unique, wonderfully written stories and unique designs which I found really engaging throughout. They all enter your cab dripping in the latest tech and each one helps in building the story of the world around you in so-called Automation City. These rides are mostly separate from the main narrative which is progressed through sporadic story sections. You also have a bracelet which lights up with a different colour based on what emotion you're feeling at the time. Feeling any emotion at all strongly will affect your dialogue options. You may not be able to choose certain responses and you'll be forced to choose one that quite often seems random in the situation. In a game where the only thing you control is the dialogue, taking away that control is pretty frustrating at times. Especially since Lena's emotions flip-flop so much she starts to remind you of that one friend on a night out who's had too many VBLs and could be crying, laughing or declaring their undying love for a stranger they met in the bathrooms at any given moment. The main plot just feels secondary to these packs rights, which are the best part of the game by far. I find myself wanting to continue talking to them a lot more than I wanted to find my missing friend. But I would like to think if she got the opportunity to chat to a guy who worships a giant pain-eating worm in the sewers, that she'd take it too. You only get a limited number of rides over the course of the game, so you will miss some characters arcs, or even some characters completely. With this, the game feels a bit rushed. The ending comes out of nowhere and I would have loved some more development in the main narrative and more time to enjoy the writer's conversations. I think extending the timeline would have solved most of its issues and built up to a more satisfying conclusion. But nonetheless, I did really enjoy both of my playthroughs. With an amazing cyberpunk art style and synth-heavy soundtrack, NeoCab creates the perfect backdrop for a narrative all about the dangers of automation, capitalism and not sticking it to the man. It certainly has an intended message and it delivers it well. I would definitely recommend NeoCab to fans of the visual novel style of game and it's a great intro to the genre for those who have yet to try it. It's well worth the price tag and I hope the success of NeoCab will mean that Chance Agency can develop more titles for the Switch in future. So there we are then, Al. That's uh, that's Leona's review of NeoCab and um, very thorough and quite funny in parts too, I thought. 
Yeah, just uh, succinctly put, I thought very, uh, very nicely reviewed game. And am I right in thinking? Did you play this game as well? I vaguely remember you being quite infusive about it. I, it was the um, the demo that I played, and I really enjoyed the demo. And I completely took what she was saying about um, some of the kind of side stories and things being just as fascinating as the kind of main thread through it. And and obviously from the the small amount that I've played it compared to Leona, who's played the whole game through twice. Um, it's it. I really want to go and play it. I, I'm kind of waiting for it for a sale. As soon as I see, I, it was on sale at one point, but it was only a very small sale. So as soon as I get that sale where it's under a tenner, I think that's when I'll bite. But um, yeah, I think first of all, really want to play it. Second of all, um, I really like the the kind of idea of having someone come in and and give us a different opinion <laughs> on the indie stuff, uh, Anton. It really brings a new element to it because as well as that, we talk about so many games, I forget about half of them. Yeah, and you know, I, I think very much with us, it's kind of just uh, the f- on on the fly first impressions, what we're thinking at that point, what bits annoyed us. Uh, to so to have somebody be a lot more cohesive uh, is nice, and uh, you know, this is Not one of those hard. games where every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, that I need to get to that, and uh, you know, the Milton pressure. Eventually, I shall pick it up because I think yeah, under a tenner, I w- I would be definitely on board. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm exactly the same as you, Anton. Um, and hearing it described like that as well in sort of a bit more depth as well probably just pushed me extra, that extra 5% to definitely go for it. Uh, just a quick heads up on that, though. We will link to uh, Leona's new YouTube channel on social media. So we'll stick that on Twitter at some point uh, very soon so that you can uh, uh, check out the full review because she's got a full review which she'll have on her own channel as well, which is uh, which is excellent. And we hope to have another uh, indie corner for you very soon. I think we are at that time now where we can move on to this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Who was it that won last week? Remind me, it was it was Alistair. It was, wasn't Alistair. It? It was right. me on my amazing two points. <laughs> yes, we're giving you two points for every win, which seems vast. Uh, seems seems hugely unfair, but we'll we'll go with it because you know that's what we said we'd do. Because it's what uh, we need to do to beat Anton. Anton I mean, is. To be, Anton's like, it's like the game is rigged. Well, the way I view it is, you know, you watch these TV shows on like, I don't know, a Saturday afternoon on ITV where it's one of these game shows where you've always got sort of the the person who knows everything and you've got the little, like, the Goliath and you've got little David who comes along and tries to beat him. I'm little David. Just the chase. Yes. Yeah, that's it. You're Richard. We're basically playing the chase in video game form. Okay, well, the way we play the new revamped version of the quiz, you might have heard it last week, is that much like we did originally, I'll give you some clues and each round you get to guess which game it is. We'll do two of those like that and it's a point for each one. And the third one, I'm going to give you just a game title, nothing else. And I want you to tell me what year it was released. Uh, Bonus points if you can tell me anything about the game, of course. I mean, not really bonus points, but credibility maybe. So first up, we are talking about a casual puzzle game that was released on February the 27th, 2007. Um, Bejeweled. Bejeweled? It's not Bejeweled. It's inspired by Pachinko and Bagatelle. Um, Candy Crush. I'm just going to go through junk games. Not Candy Crush. Uh, I I feel like I can... Pass. <laughs> okay. Initially, it sold slowly, but it was boosted by the inclusion of a specially designed demonstration involves the orange box and has since been downloaded over 50 million times. Portal. Portal. No. no. 
Uh, both its release on Xbox Live Arcade and iOS have had similar success. It's also been out on Mac OS X, Windows, Mobile, uh, Java, Brew, DS, 360, PlayStation 3, Zebo, and Android. <laughs> Zebo? My God. <laughs> I am oh. completely drawing a blank. I have no idea what that would be because I never owned the orange box. Okay. Uh, developed yeah. by... <laughs> Half-Life. <laughs> no, Half-Life. Developed by PopCap Games. Oh, it's PopCap. Goodness. Uh, so they did Bejeweled and it wasn't Bejeweled. Uh, What's did PopCap do? Plants vs. Zombies? No. Uh, every five levels in the adventure mode correspond to playing with one of ten... Uh, different kinds of mode. I can't tell you because it includes the title of the sh- the, the game. Uh, cartoon characters that help the player. Each- oh oh oh! God oh, crap! I've got this game. Ah, uh, on? No, what it's did the- you say? Uh, oh, I, I said Patapong, which I. It's not Patapong, no. No, but it's the one where you fire little balls around. I know exactly where. Ah, uh, oh, oh, Mike, you got to hit little pins and make them blink. In out the final five levels of the adventure mode called Master Levels, the players can select which of the masters they want to use. And in addition to clearing the board, the player is challenged to get high scores with each shot. Points come from two main sources: striking pegs and style peggle, points. Peggle, 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 yeah! peggle, 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 oh, peggle. Well done, Alistair. Oh, thank God for that. Box. <laughs> So it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, um, a, a junk game like you thought it was. It was a very good It was game, an excellent Peggle. game. A very yeah, frustrating yeah. but excellent game. And then there was Peggle yeah. 2, which wasn't actually quite as good, but never mind. No, I agree. Um, yeah, weird one about the, the orange box because I don't oh. rem- remember it, but I, was it some sort of demonstration or something they had? I, or? I recall what this was. It was um, the PS3 version of the orange box was ported by EA. Right. Uh, rather than thingy, so I was thinking off of the. I I only had the three sixty one, so oh. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, okay. uh, but anyway, there we there you go. Well done, Alistair. You've just picked up a point. I mean, you could go four nil down already, Anton. I if know. You lose this one. Okay, <laughs> next up, this game was developed by Bullfrog Productions and published by EA. Released originally for the Amiga in nineteen eighty nine. Shadow of the Beast. No. No, uh, what's it called? It's a dun- the Dungeon Maker. Um, oh, what's it called? I had it. Like, I loved it. Would you like me to move on? No, give me a second. It'll come back to me. Um, 1989. Dungeon, it's not Dungeon Master. Uh, it's not, on. right. I'll move on. Uh, it's regarded by many as the first God game with over 4 million copies sold. Oh, Populous. Well done, Anton. Ah. It is Populous. Ah. Oh, I was back. <laughs> Thank you. The wrong tree. What was the game oh, I was thinking of, though? Oh, I don't know. It was one where you, you made your own dungeon and you and it sort of... Different Eye of the Beholder? That, no, different beasts and animals came through a portal and basically lived in your dungeon and then occasionally knights would come and try and raid your dungeon. Monster Inc.? Off. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It had a, it had a right. big devil and a very sexy woman beside him. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was made by well, Bullfrog. Anyway. I thought, I thought you I didn't know which round that was going to be. A big woman and a very sexy devil. But anyway, let's move on to our third uh, third game. So this one, uh, slightly different the way we do this one. It's 1-1 one, one, and I'm going to give you the title of a real game and all you have to do is guess the year the person closest gets the point okay 
Alrighty. Okay. Now you may know the game. Of course, you may know it. And if you do know it, if you're going first, I probably wouldn't give away too much. But if you're going second, uh, then you can give us your explanation. Alistair, you're going to go first this week because you won last week. So sure thing. We'll let you go first. Uh, okay. Uh, the game title is Incredible Shrinking Sphere. Well, this is going to have to be a complete random pluck uh, from the ether, and I'm just going to go. 2002. Anton. Alrighty. Um, my guess that they've made the title around the fact that it's got a sphere in it uh, makes me think that they're kind of boasting that they've got kind of 3D objects. So I'm going to say 94. Well, I can tell you that Anton has taken the point. So well done, Anton. It wasn't 1994, but it was 1989. So you were indeed the closest. Uh, This game was uh, released on the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, Atari ST, Commodore 64, and ZX Spectrum in 1989. And uh, it was actually well received. It got reviews up to 84% by Crash on the Spectrum, on the Amstrad 82%, and uh, around 80 for the other ones as well. Uh, And the plot is this. On the planet... Sang Falmador, the player is recruited to the Sphere Training Corps. Uh, an earthquake has trapped the STC's Colonel Matt Ridley, leaving it up to the players to rescue him. It's got eight levels, each divided into four maze sections. You've got to direct the ball to the exit of the maze. It's basically Marble Madness, but like earlier. <laughs> that so is fantastic. Cool. So well, oh, well, well done. My, my yeah. lead is down to 2 1 now. <laughs> yes, 2 1. Next week, so next week it will be 2 2. <laughs> Yeah, well, it could be or it could be four one. You just never know. Uh, so yes, there we are. That is that's the the new way we're doing the quiz, and and uh, I'm I'm quite enjoying getting your guesses. Actually, I, I quite I kind of there's something about about it that I kind of enjoy. So yeah, yeah, uh, I'm looking quiz remastered. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm glad, and we can always you know change up who hosts it eventually. But at the moment, I'll stick with it, and we'll see how uh, how you get on with your double points scoring. <laughs> uh, so listen, just a quick reminder again before we finish: nsukp.co.uk. That's where to go to get all our details. Anton, anything else you'd like to add? Yes, uh, for kind of any updates and kind of getting to know what we're up to and anything you need to know, uh, NSUK podcasts uh, our twitter account and facebook account uh, we have all the updates on there and you can also email us at podcast at nsukp.co.uk and uh, basically keep up to up to date with what we're all up to yeah final words al um thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> and leave us a review as please well. how bizarre yeah. uh, yes leave us a review please do that thank you so much for listening uh, have a great week we will be back in a week's time with the main podcast until then goodbye cheerio au revoir